Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Third down and two. There's the snap. Fake to Judkins. Pass over the middle. Pre-scored is all by himself. Catches it at the five. Takes it to the house. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss Sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at Brad.logan at Loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And welcome in the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. A big show today, joined by Director of Athletics, Keith Carter. And uh, we get into a litany of topics, all the way from Lane Kiffin to Chris Beard, Ole Miss men's basketball, women's basketball, facilities. We've got pretty much everything covered for you in the interview upcoming. Appreciate our sponsors today, Debbie Johnson, The Rogue, The College Corner Store, and, of course, our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Keith Carter coming up here in just a moment. Wanted to remind everybody a great interview with the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl CEO, Gary Stokin. And we talked about Ole Miss and, and everything that you need to know as everybody gets ready for that December the 30th game in Atlanta. So encourage you to go listen to that. We appreciate uh, Gary jumping on. It was a great interview. Uh, really enjoyed that and uh, appreciate Gary jumping on. So much going on with Ole Miss. And uh, I think everybody's really excited now. Recruiting is right around the corner. We're going to record at some point tonight with David Johnson. We'll load that on the Red and Blue Crew podcast. That'll be coming up at some point over the next couple of days. But here's Keith Carter, Director of Athletics at Ole Miss. We get into, like I said, a ton of topics. And uh, glad you got to jump on board with us. Keith Carter coming up right here on the Believe It Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. Now joined by Ole Miss Director of Athletics, Keith Carter. And, and, and Keith, first of all, thanks for jumping on today. I'd be remiss, what a time to be a fan of Ole Miss Athletics between football, baseball, the new softball complex, uh, men's basketball with the men uh, undefeated right now. It, it, what a time to be an Ole Miss fan. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Yeah, it, it is fun. And, you know, I think that that's something that uh, we worked really hard at. Um, you know, our, our coaches and our student athletes, our administration – um, you know, we, we wanted this moment, you know, we wanted, uh, to, to be able to sit here and say, uh, we have all these successful programs going and, uh, for the fans to be happy and, uh, you know, the, the national exposure to be really good and, and all those things. So it, it's really fun. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have, have come up to me lately and, and, and been really excited about where we are with a lot of things, but, you know, we got to keep going, we got to keep pushing. And, uh, you know, while we, we feel pretty good about where things are, uh, you know, we never want to stop. We want to keep growing and, and doing other things and obviously winning championships at a high level. So 
uh, it's fun right now, but we gotta we gotta keep it going. Yeah, that leads into my next question: the changing landscape in college athletics. You guys have adapted really well with the NIL space with the Grove Collective. You know, Ole Miss right now in the upper echelon of the SEC in a lot of sports, mainly football right now. Uh, how is it going right now with the Grove Collective? Obviously, you don't want to get any specific numbers, but with a team that high in the SEC, is it pretty safe to say that Ole Miss is in the upper echelon of SEC teams? In your opinion, uh, with the Grove Collective. Well, yeah, I think I think Walker and his team over at the Grove Collective, and, and you know, kind of coordination uh, with with the Athletics Foundation, and, and you know, a lot of collaboration there. Obviously, you know, Ole Miss is not the biggest donor base. Uh, we we do have the best, uh, but we don't have you know the the volume of numbers that some other institutions have. So it's very important that we're strategic and intentional about the way you know fundraising happens here at, at Ole Miss. And so um, again, they've done a fantastic job. I think we've been kind of first movers on a lot of things in the space, which has been great. Uh, and now the challenge is to continue to, to continue to push forward. And, you know, the bottom line is you got to raise money. And, you know, the, the price of poker, whether it be for facilities or NIL or whatever it is, continues to grow. And so, you know, our donors have always stepped up, and I know they'll continue to do that. But you're really happy with the, the, the situation we have with the Grove Collective and what they're doing over there. And, again, our Athletics Foundation, um, you know, I feel like we're in a really good spot. Coach Lane Kiffin, uh, I don't have to tell you the stats, uh, you know, Keith, about how close he is to being the, the winningest head coach in Ole Miss history. All he lacks is, is getting Coach Vaughn. We saw the contract extension come after the season. There was some kind of some back and forth at the end of the year. You know, obviously uh, people talked about that, that game over in Arkansas. But as it stands now, uh, a big contract extension last year, he's paid very handsomely to be head coach at Ole Miss, probably hit some incentives this year. Uh, where is that contract? Is it kind of just everything smooth, or is this an opportunity where something might happen at the end of the year? Well, you know, I think, like you said, we did a lot of heavy lifting last year, and, and you know, there were some some opportunities potentially for Lane at, at other places, and, you know, Lane chose to stay at Ole Miss, and, you know, I thought that was a, a really cool thing, and, and it showed a lot that, you know, he believes in what we're doing here and what he can accomplish here and the resources he has, and, and obviously then turned around and had this this incredible season this year, and, uh, you know, I know he's been on the road recruiting and, and getting ready for, for next year, you know, even even though we've got the bowl game still still going. But, uh, you know, I think we're in a really good spot with Coach Kiffin and the staff. And, you know, there's always some turnover in staff. You never know. We lost, you know, John David Baker to ECU. And there there may be a few other, uh, you know, a few other moves there. But, you know, I feel really good about the staff and where we are. And you know, couldn't be more excited about, you know, Coach Kiffin leading our program into the future. Just saw earlier this month a huge donation came into the Champions Now, a campaign you guys launched uh, when Ole Miss was down in the Sugar Bowl a couple of years ago. The baseball dugout, a million-dollar donation. How is that Champions Now uh, project going? And is there anything on the docket uh, you know, that we could be looking forward to over the next couple of months? Yeah, it's going great, Brad. You know, Denson Hollis, who oversees the Athletics Foundation, he and his team, uh, you know, they're working extremely hard. And, you know, we got the goal there to, to, to get and finish out. But I think we're up around 65, 66 million, you know, fundraised dollars in the Champions Now campaign. And, you know, obviously you see the Manning Center, uh, you know, now finished and, and being used and enjoyed by our student athletes there. The softball stadium that you mentioned, uh, we're going to do some things over at our soccer stadium. Uh, we're going to do a little bit with our rifle facility. Uh, and then baseball as well, you know, that's going to going to kick in there. And then our, our men's and women's golf facility as well. So a lot of uh, what I really like about the Champions Now campaign is it touches really a lot of our sports and, uh, you know, not just the big sports. It's going to help some of our Olympic sports as well. And, 
make sure that they have you know the facilities and resources they need to be successful. But you know the the old the old you know saying is that if you're not building something, you're falling behind and. We certainly believe that here at Ole Miss, and we want to make sure that we're uh, we're continuing to enhance our facilities. Yeah, you mentioned Denson Hollis, and then of course Javon Patterson. Those are two people you you see at every game and uh, every sport. I mean, they're all over the place. And one thing I wanted to bring up is so many players are coming back. You've got the Letterman's Lounge, and just how important has Javon Patterson and, and of course Denson Hollis, uh, Ole Miss Foundation? Well, they've been fantastic, and you know I think that uh, you know that that code is sometimes a hard one to crack you know, with, with former student athletes and, you know, whether it be just coming back and, and being physically present or being financially present and giving, you know, through donations and those type of things. And, you know, really am happy with, with the job that Denson and his team and obviously Javon, uh, Jessica Lynch over with the M club, you know, has been, has been instrumental in that as well. But, um, you know, it just takes some attention, you know, you got to get out there and you got to make the calls. And, you know, obviously Javon has a lot of relationships with, with former student athletes and and he's done a, a fantastic job. But to me, you know, also as a former student athlete, it's just really fun to, to, you know, show up at a basketball game and you know, see the guys there or, or a football game, whatever the event may be. Um, but, you know, that's the lifeblood of our program. Those are the, those are the you know young men and women and that have, that have had the blood, sweat and tears for our programs and, and to have them come back and be invested and in, in all of that. It's really cool. The football team, huge year, 10 and two, uh, upper echelon of the SEC, and now it's the Peach Bowl. I have to ask, uh, was it surprising at all? Because I'll be honest, it came out of left field for me. When did you learn it was the Peach Bowl, and what are your thoughts on uh, heading over to Atlanta to play a really good Penn State team? Yeah, well, obviously we're, we're super excited. You know, anytime you can play in a New Year's Six Bowl, our, our fourth in the last ten years, um, you know, it shows that your program's in a good spot. And, you know, Coach Kiffin and the team, they, they did an awesome job this year of, of performing and getting to that 10 and two record. But yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. And, you know, I think kind of, you know, late in that, um, that the week right before all the championship Saturday, uh, you know, you started to look at it and, and if Florida state was left out and the dominoes would fall potentially where we might move up into the, the new year six. And, you know, it really kind of worked out perfectly for us. Uh, you know, I know a lot of controversy there with, with who got in the playoff and, and all of that, but, um, you know, for us, it was awesome. And, and Penn State, you know, an opponent that we've never played before and uh, a lot of buzz around that, obviously kind of a, you know, quote unquote, blue blood type of program that we'll get to play over in Atlanta. And, you know, we're really excited about that. And I know that uh, Rebel Nation will take over Atlanta, which will be really fun. Yeah, I had a chance to visit with Gary Stoken, who's the uh, CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And I don't know, Keith, if you had a chance to see that video when they announced Ole Miss, that room went crazy. I asked him about that and he said, he said, Brad, I'm not going to lie, we're really excited about getting Ole Miss. Uh, we know that they travel well because of the 14 game against TCU. And then, of course, they had the kickoff classic a couple of years ago against Louisville. I know uh, there's going to be a ton of information coming out. Right now, I'm getting a lot of questions about tickets. 13,000 is what Gary said the university's got. Do you anticipate a, an opportunity where you may get more tickets, or is this going to be a deal where you have to go in the secondary market? Yeah, I think really after our, our 13,000 or so, Brad, it, it's probably more of a secondary market option at that time. But, um, you know, there's tickets available. There, there's obviously a lot of corporate tickets out there that somehow find their way to the secondary market and, and those type of things. But, um, you know, I, I talked to Gary on Sunday and obviously, uh, you know, expressed to him how excited we were, you know, to, 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 to come to Atlanta and play in the Peach Bowl. And, you know, it's just a familiar place. You know, we're going to stay at the Omni where we've stayed. You know, several times we were there last year when we played Georgia Tech and, um, you know, obviously have played in, in, in Atlanta, you know, multiple times over the past, you know, whatever, 10 years. So um, it's a it's a really cool place for us to be. It's great for our fans. A lot of them can drive and get there and, 
um, you know, I know that uh, there'll be a lot of red and blue in that stadium for sure. I'm sure you've seen the, the, the current standings in men's basketball in the SEC, but just to let you know, there's one team that's undefeated and on top of the SEC, and that's the Ole Miss Rebels. I didn't have that bingo card at the beginning of the year. It's been a, it's been a heck of a ride for Chris Beard. You wouldn't know it by listening to his press conference. Boy, he, he, he lets everybody have it. But, boy, he's a really good basketball coach, and things are going really well right now. Yeah, they are. And, you know, I think we're one of, I believe, 13 teams left in the in the country that, that is uh, undefeated and, and the only one in the SEC that's undefeated. Um, and and those, those wins have, have not gone without giving me some gray hairs. I mean, a lot of close games. And, uh, but, but, but that's, that, you know, that's, that's really cool that we're finding ways to win close games and, uh, you know, winning games in different ways. Different, different guys are stepping up. And, um, you know, I think we all knew when, when Coach Beard was hired, you know, what kind of coach he was and, Obviously, with a with a history and a reputation of turning programs around really, really quickly, um, you know that's what he's doing here. And you know, I think we're we're excited about that. Obviously, still a lot of work to do. I think that's kind of what you allude to in the press conferences is that you know, for a guy like Coach Beard, who is you know super focused and laser focused on the details and the the expectations and, and those type of things, he holds everybody accountable. And so um, that's refreshing. That's really exciting. But uh, to get off to an eight and zero start. Uh, you know, obviously can't do any better than that and, and got a, you know, a couple of other uh, really tough non-conference games before we, we get into January and SEC play. But uh, really fun and really excited for men's basketball. One of the more raucous environments in the pavilion uh, when, when the Rebels beat Memphis this past weekend. Uh, any thoughts, by the way, um, about camera angles and, and possibly shooting the, the, the camera angles back towards the students? Is that a possibility? I know all this was done pre, uh, pre-U uh, becoming the director of athletics, but has that anything like that been discussed to, uh, to get a little bit more of a vibe when you watch it on, on television? Yeah, but we're, we're looking, we're going to look at um, a lot of that stuff in the off season. It has been a topic of conversation over the past couple of years and um, it's feasible. I mean, I think we can do it. And uh, you know, if, if we decide to do that, um, but we're going to kind of, you know, put all the all the factors into play and see what makes the most sense. But uh, you know, obviously, looking back toward the student section, Coach Coach Beard has put a lot of emphasis in making sure our student section is is going to be rowdy and and full and and all those things. So that's certainly something that we'll look at in the off season. Coach Beard wanted that tad pad game, a place that you're very familiar with. I thought it was it came off without a hitch. Obviously, the fire marshal would only allow a certain amount of people in there, and you guys had to sell it out with a with a very limited crowd. Uh, something you want to do maybe next year, maybe get more people in there. Well, you know, I think um, you know that was that was also an idea that, that Coach Beard kind of had from day one. He'd done it at some other places, and I think the the thought process was let's let's do it and let's see what it how it turns out, and and then we'll we'll see what the future of the game could be. Uh, but I think based on you know how how the game went and the the, the crowd and just the excitement, I, I think it's something that we certainly would look at doing again. Um, and who knows, we may be able to add a few more people and uh, and, and make it even a little more rowdy in there, but. You know, with the 4,500 or so that we had, it was a great, great environment. And, uh, again, another close game that the crowd played a huge factor in. You talked briefly just a little bit ago when we kind of get a facilities update on campus. I know uh, they're, they're rocking and rolling over at the softball complex. There's some things going on at baseball. Anything you'd like to update the fans on what's happening uh, with facilities on campus? Well, you know, I think for the most part, um, you know, we've been pretty public about what we're what we're doing and what we're going to do. Um, as you mentioned, you can you can go on the uh, the Ole Miss website, not Ole Miss Athletics, but the regular university website, and 
click on the the live webcam and, and check out the progress over at the softball stadium. It's it's really fascinating to watch. And uh, if you if you look at that, it's it's starting to turn into a stadium. And you know, obviously, they're going to be playing softball there in, in February of next year. So, um, you know, really excited about that. And um, you know, some of our other projects are still kind of in the planning stages. We haven't quite you know broken ground yet, but we're getting close. Um, but again, we, we got to be building, we got to be enhancing. And, you know, the other, the other part of it though, Brad, is we, we got to be strategic because now with NIL being a huge factor and, you know, donations going to the Grove Collective and those type of things, which we think is very, very important. Uh, we got to be strategic about kind of what new projects we, we bring to the table and, and what makes sense, but, uh, we'll certainly figure out a way to manage all that. Yeah, kind of dating back to when that Champions Now was rolled out, there were a lot of plans uh, that, you know, the last time we talked, that had kind of been put on hold a little bit until you kind of feel your way through this new new age of NIL. So uh, I will say this, the softball complex looks really good, and I know that's something that's been needed for quite a while. And just to let folks know that haven't driven by it, they've kind of changed it, the direction that home plate's going to be closer to the road now, right? Yeah, home plate will basically be where the right field foul pole was in the old stadium, and it'll face back kind of to the northeast. Um, that's that's typically the the um, the the formation. You know, most baseball softball stadiums kind of face that direction, and so we just wanted to to have more of a grand entrance coming off of the road there, and uh, you know, obviously there'll be a grandstand there, and and it'll be a really cool facility. But you know, something that as you drive by it, you'll be able to say, hey, man, that's a that's a first-class facility, and, and you'll have that, that grandstand right there facing the road, which will be pretty neat. Something we uh, we haven't talked about before, but uh, the Ole Miss band. I mean, it's they do a great job traveling to a number of games. Uh, well, they were in the heat uh, in Tulane just baking in the sun, but they have a really cool practice facility. It's really neat for me to see how much the band has grown and a uh, great relationship, I know, between you guys and the band. But they uh, they give it all, and sometimes they don't get the accolades that the football team gets, but uh, they've done a great job this year as well. They they really have. And, and you know, Brad, you, you, you don't think about college. You know, I think about college football, I think about the band. You know, and, and one of my favorite things is in August, uh, you know, that first day you, you drive through campus or you're, you're out on campus and you hear the band practicing. You know, I mean, that's just something that kind of – signals that that fall is coming and football is coming but you know randy and and, and the band they, they've done a great job and uh you know give the chancellor a lot of credit on that practice field i mean he's the one that really made that happen and said this is something that's important and needs to be a priority uh got it done and it is first class it's world class and uh very deserved and and you know our band it, so much pride in in our band and, and what they do and the work ethic that they have and all the things that they do we appreciate them a lot had a chance to visit with Brett Norsworthy of the uh, Ole Miss Radio Network, and, and we were talking about the passing of Don Sheffield. And, and he said, Brad, there are three press box legends, uh, Larry Liddell, Jimmy McDowell, and Don Sheffield. Now they're all gone. And, and something I talked to you a little bit about off air, you know, I, I know you're at the Georgia, you go to all the games, but I, I specifically remember you seeing you with Georgia and, and, and watching the team get off the bus and uh, how, how excited the fans were. And then you were, you were right in the middle of them. Um, unfortunately, Keith, we go to a lot of – memorial services and sometimes it often in my case the Ole Miss band's music is played at that service and and to me that tells me that that person that loved the rebels the last thing they wanted to be remembered by was that they were a fan of the rebels so much so putting in their obituaries uh so many family events not to get too deep into this but I did want to ask you that what's it like to sit in that chair knowing the responsibility that you have because so many people literally bigger than life is Ole Miss sports. 
Yeah, that, that's such a great question. And, and, and first of all, you know, obviously Mr. Don was, was one of the best and, you know, was able to spend a lot of time with him over the years. And um, you, you won't find a, a more knowledgeable or better, better rebel than, than Mr. Don Sheffield. So obviously, you know, thoughts and prayers to his family. But, um, you know, it's pretty cool when, when we talk about and, and I talk about this a lot that um, we are a family here at Ole Miss. And I think that that's something that um, can be a little bit of a cliche at times. It can be a buzzword that, you know, be a part of the family, but we really are. And, and I, I'm a good example of that. I, I didn't grow up, you know, an Ole Miss fan. I didn't know anything about Ole Miss before I got here, but uh, it has become my family. I mean, this, this place is, is very special. And, you know, I think when you have people that, you know, want the Ole Miss, you know, band played at their, their funeral or memorial service or uh, at their wedding or, or whatever that is, um, it just shows how special this place is and what a, you know, a real institution it has been for so many people and, and how it's molded and, and shaped their lives and their relationships and, and all those things. And to me, that's, uh, you know, being an alum and being able to come and do what I do every day, you know, there's a, there's a sense of responsibility to make sure that this place is doing well. And, um, and we continue to, to make sure that that integrity and, and all that is there for Ole Miss. So really cool. And, um, you know, a cool question to ask for sure. He's Keith Carter, Director of Athletics at Ole Miss, kind enough to give us a few minutes today. Keith, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks, Brad. And thanks very much to Keith Carter, the Director of Athletics at Ole Miss, for joining us here today. He's always incredibly kind with his time. Uh, He would add, by the way, uh, the Ole Miss-Mississippi State Egg Bowl is not set yet. So some people have been talking about the the schedule leak, and uh, we didn't talk about it on air, but I did talk about it with him off air, and, and and I can't tell you that game has not been set. Grateful again for our sponsors, Debbie Johnson, The Rogue, also College Corner Store, and our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online where the game starts. Look forward to talking with you soon on the Red and Blue Crew podcast. We break down recruiting with David Johnson that will be coming over the next couple of days. Otherwise, once again, thanks for listening to the interview with Gary Stoken, and uh, that was a great time. We had a chance to visit with the CEO of the Peach Bowl. We'll talk to you soon right here on the Believe It on this podcast, a part of the Believe It. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or quite frankly anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family at 
messengerrealestate.com, and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Oxford. Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555, or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. If you're looking for the perfect game day outfit for the Grove, look no further than the Rogue in Jackson. Live in Oxford? No problem. Go to therogue.com and shop the collegiate section, and there you'll find Horn legend Peter Millar, the best selection of Rebel game day clothing, celebrating 56 years of business and a sponsor of the Grove Collective. When you're in Jackson, go by the Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in the capital city, an extensive collection of sports coats, suits, Shirts from brands like Peter Millar, Tom Beckby, Brax, Jack Victor, Mark Digman, and others. And when you stop by the store in Jackson, that's where you'll see the best selection of Rebel Game Day clothing. That's the Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. Go by and tell them that you heard about it on the Believe It On Miss podcast. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's the grovecollective.com. Join our team, become a member today. You've been listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.